Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news in shoes. This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. The Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Some people don't want to come to church because they they don't have the right clothes. Well, I ain't got nothing to wear. I don't, I don't got nothing to wear. And they mean that literally. But how many know that's a really spiritual, that's a spiritual condition? That they're saying that. The, the mental condition is, is they're saying, I don't have the right stuff to look good to everybody. And I don't have the right stuff to look good to God. So I'm not coming to church. Hmm? So, so we put on our own clothes. And Adam and Eve put on some itchy fig leaves over some place. You weren't supposed to have itchy fig leaves. Hmm? And ever since then, man, God's been, mankind's been trying to hide it and cover it up. Isn't that right? God was in the garden looking for them. And they're hiding from God. He finds them and they start blaming each other. Adam blames Eve. Eve blames the devil. The devil made me do it. Amen. And how many know today it's still somebody else's fault? Hmm? All you got to do is corner somebody at this school on any given day and say, why'd you do that? But, 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 but he, but, 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 but she, but, 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 but they, but, 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 but you. <laughs> I mean, it's getting bad, this generation. There's no personal responsibility for anything anybody does wrong. Why'd you get a zero on that test? Well, it wasn't my fault. Well, you didn't take out a piece of paper and a pen and take the test. What do you mean it wasn't your fault? Well, I wasn't ready for it. Well, you had two weeks to get ready, but I didn't study. Well, why didn't you study? Because she wouldn't let me. Well, why wouldn't she let you? Because she wanted me to go off with her and play around. Well, what, do you, what, what does that have to do with me? Why didn't you? What ain't, what ain't my fault I got a zero. I think you need to let me take it over. Come on. 
Y'all know, y'all think I'm crazy. We hear that every day. I've heard some of the best excuses. Stephanie will tell you, in the high school especially, I've heard some of the best excuses. I mean, some of them are extraordinarily talented. Some of them have a career in Hollywood waiting on them as a writer. Hmm? Oh, Jesus. So what happened? Shame entered into the garden and entered into humanity. And from the garden until what we did last week, shame has been dominating mankind. And shame's a two-edged sword. How many know shame's a two-edged sword? There's one side that's superiority and there's the other side that's inferiority. It works on both sides of the sword. People come off and, and, and being superior. Superiority is what the devil uses to get us convinced that we're okay. Well, ain't nothing wrong with me. That's just the way I am. That's the way my daddy was and his daddy before him. That's the way it always be. And God knows how I am. No, 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 no. Woo. Come on. Mm. Come on, I got it all together. And they say that, and I've got it all together. And that's, what I, and that's how they use it to manipulate other people because they, feel like they, they make you feel like they got it all together and they don't. So now you've got to do what they say, and then they drag you into a codependent relationship. Next thing you know, you're both dysfunctional. Hmm? We don't know nothing about that, do we? Woo! We see it in church. Not this church, but we do see it in church. Mm-hmm. People act religious and all pious, like they got it all together, and, 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 then, and, then, and then they come along and they try to manipulate you into doing whatever they want to do. You know? I've seen it. I've been manipulated by it. I work for this one pastor, man. You couldn't do enough for him. I mean, you could not do enough for the guy. It's like you just felt obligated to like go over his house at 10 o'clock at night and wash his car while he was sleeping. Uh, that's manipulation. Come on, it comes from a superior kind of an attitude. So who knows what I'm talking about? Amen? And then there's inferiority. On, and it's what people used to manipulate from the nobody loves me camp. You don't know how it is. Will you please pray for me? And their whole objective in asking you to please pray for them is that they just got you feeling sorry for them. So they're asking you to pray for them. Every day. I got something really terrible going on in my life. It's a bad situation. Well, how many bad situations can you have? You've had three every day for the last five months. Will you please pray for me? Yeah, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Oh, good. Wow. If you tell somebody that you're going to pray for them and that fixes the problem, you don't actually have to pray for them. Man, you've really done something. Oh, Jesus. But they both come through manipulation, amen, and inferiority and superiority. It's a two-edged sword. People working you over. People manipulating you. People playing on your ability to be merciful. People playing on your ability to be good. Hmm? And it all comes from shame. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Shame will motivate you for a season. And that's why, really why the church has been pretty good at it. Oh, you missed a good one Sunday. The anointing of God was there and everybody got set free, but not you because you weren't there. In other words, shame on you for not showing up at church. Hmm? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Woo. That's really why you got a bunch of know-it-alls in church. They always hype in what they do. Look, them. The anointing of God was flowing through me last night. 
I'm getting my own television show. <laughs> oh, Lord. Shame and manipulate. And if you loved God, you'd do this. And if you loved God, you'd go there. And if you really cared about this, you'd do that. Come on. <clears throat> Amen. Shame. Somebody say shame. shame. That's really why Christians are very emotional and probably need bipolar medication because we live like yo-yos, up and down, up and down. Ooh, y'all know I'm kidding, right? Amen. But a lot of times we live that way in the church, and because we live that way, we really believe that's the way God is. We believe God does us that way, amen? We think God is like this twisted, superior being with a big stick in one hand up in heaven getting ready to whop us on the head when we do something wrong. Or when we say something that's out of place, waiting just to go, don't you mess up, boy. I'm, you've been serving the Lord for three months. Don't you even think about that. I mean, that is not a picture of God. He's not up in heaven waiting to let you have it. Hmm? Amen? So the question is, is, how do I live a shameless life? How, how does the law of the Spirit set me free from this purpose of sin which separates me from God? And the primary tool that separates me from God that, that the devil uses is shame. How do I get free from that? This law of sin and death. How do I get free from that? The short answer is this. I live a life of no reputation. I live a life of, say that with me. I live a life of no reputation. That's a tough one for a lot of us because we always want somebody to pat us on the back. We need that affirmation. We need that sense of accomplishment. I'm here to tell you, you don't need it. Those are nice to have, but they should not be the driving force of whether you make it in this life or succeed in this life or not. We should give people affirmation. We should love people. We should give them a sense of accomplishment because we love them. Come on. But it's not to meet a need in them. That need should be met by Father God. I have to live a life with no reputation. Listen, the minute that I understand that God loves me and there's no shame in Jesus Christ, God loves me apart from my performance. God loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. I said God loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. He loves me and there's nothing I can do about it. Come on, somebody. God loves Jason. And it doesn't matter how Jason performs or what he says. God loves him no matter what. Come on. Amen. Woo. The minute we understand that God loves me and there's nothing we can do about it, no matter what I do, no matter where I go, no matter what I say, no matter how bad I am, no matter how good I am, I cannot earn his love. No matter what I do, God loves me. That's his word. Woo. So what does that mean? That means I ain't got to cover anything up. I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to live in shame. I don't have to run from God. I, I don't have to blame somebody else for my dysfunction. Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners 
that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount, or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Well, when I was little, my daddy threw me out the car window in a ditch going 50 miles an hour. Ever since then, I can't ride in a car. Well, get over it! Come on, God can set you free from that. Hmm? See, when we get there, we can really understand that God loves me. He loves me, no matter what. And once I understand that God loves me, I can live free from what you think. And what you think cannot put me in bondage. I mean, that's a powerful tool. And the truth is, is about 80% of the Christians alive today don't use the tool. They still live in shame. Shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. What you did. How do you call yourself a Christian? Hmm? Well, God loves me. No matter what. <laughs> Call somebody. Think about that. If you could really live free from shame and realize God loves you no matter what. If you could do that, it'd cause you to stop projecting shame on other people around you. And you wouldn't be the one going, What do you mean? You're not reading your Bible this morning. Hmm? I mean, you've done that to your wife and your husband. Why well, aren't you just going to read the Bible today? Right at the end of an argument. We need to pray. <laughs> oh, I ain't in the right frame. I'd be praying to God right now. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. What is that? That's shame. That's shame. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. We got to understand that God loves me. Amen. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Look, your mess and your, your situation doesn't intimidate me. I, I've heard a lot of stuff in this ministry and other ministries I've worked in. It's not, not, everybody thinks, well, if you only knew what I've been through, what I've done. Hmm? Amen? I've had people come in and say, Mama's pastor, nobody struggles with this but me. I say, okay, well, as soon as we fix this problem, then we'll have to deal with this lying issue that you have. <laughs> Come on, amen. What is that? That's shame. That's shame. And they say, I, I got to tell you something, but you're probably going to freak out. I don't know how I'm going to tell you. And, 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 and listen, there's nothing you're going to tell me that I ain't heard before. 
And if I ain't heard it before, it ain't going to shock me because there's nothing about the human condition that shocks me. We're capable of everything that you can imagine. Otherwise, we wouldn't imagine it. It's part of the human condition. Amen. But when they say that to me, what are they saying? They're saying shame. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that this human condition has had its way in my life. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of my dysfunction. I'm ashamed of this thing. I'm ashamed of this, this burden. I'm ashamed of these people. I'm ashamed. I'm never surprised at how bad this disease gets. It's been running rampant in mankind for 6,000 years and destroying life after life after life. I'm never surprised at how bad this disease gets. Amen? But if I can live a life of no reputation, I can live shameless. I can take away that tool and it'll set me free from the purpose of sin. Amen? Somebody say the purpose of sin. Number two, the second thing about the law of the Spirit in Christ is this. It sets me free from the penalty of sin. Hmm. It sets me free from the penalty of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation. In the Greek literally means there's no punitive damages. There's no punitive damages. There's no legal penalty. So he's saying there's no penalty for those that are in Christ. There's no penalty assessed to you. How many know in Romans 3.23 it says the wages of sin or the wages of this disease, the price that you have to pay for letting this disease run rampant in your body is separation from God. It's death. And whenever I miss the mark, death comes into that area of my life. And ultimately, if the penalty isn't paid, then guess what? My disobedience is going to kill me. Hmm? My missing the mark, my disease, it causes ultimate spiritual death. It causes ultimate separation from God. It cuts me away from God. But here's what the interesting thing is. How I view God is the most important thing that I can know. How I understand God, how I, how I see Him, how I view Him in heaven, it's the most important. Tozer said this, he said, the greatest thing I can know about a man is how he views God. What is his perspective on God? Why? Because you behave what you believe. Behavior always follows your belief system. So if I believe God is a condemning judge, then I'm going to live my whole life like this. I read my Bible for an hour. But if I believe that my God is a loving Father and He loves me no matter what, it's like, thanks for still loving me. I know you're still there. Thanks for cleaning me off again. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Now listen, I know most of you here understand that and you would say, of course He's a loving Father. And he's not a condemning judge. But I just want to look at that for a moment. Because the very next thing that we start asking and we need to understand is that if God is a loving question, the next question that pops up in our head is, this comes from, you know, growing up in the church. I was telling my mom last night, I said, you know, I always thought God was just mad at me. The reason I quit going to church at 14 years old is because every Wednesday night at youth group, I felt like a heathen and a sinner. And a pagan, and I needed to come to the altar and get saved every Wednesday. I just got tired of failing God. It wasn't that I didn't love God. It wasn't that I didn't love Jesus. I just got tired of being a failure. I felt like I was such a letdown to God. I just quit going to church. And it led into a whole life of drug abuse and alcohol abuse and partying and trying to find myself. And all because of that. I mean, that's really a lot of times why young people just turn away from God. 
They just feel like they can't make it. They can't do it. They feel like a failure. Amen? But the question that comes up in churches that a lot of times is, is if God is such a loving Father, then what about the wrath of God? What about God's wrath? Well, it goes back to your viewpoint of God. How do you view God? Do you really view Him as a loving Father? Or do you view Him as this big being up in heaven trying to get on you every time you mess up? Because if that's the way you see Him, that's what you're going to experience in life. Now, how many understand God does have wrath? The Bible teaches that God has wrath. There is an element of God where there's, God is wrathful. But His wrath, listen to me very carefully, is towards sin. It's not towards you. Let me try that over here. It's towards sin. It's not towards you. His wrath is towards sin. Mm. The finger of God is not reserved to smash you in the ground or strike you with a lightning bolt or burn you to a crisp. I've met people in the church that really believe that. They live in fear of God and they believe that the fear of the Lord means that we should be afraid of God because He's going to kill us if we don't behave. Or He's going to punish us. I worked, at a, I worked at a church, it was a Word of Faith church one time, and I walked in there and there was another associate pastor who walked in the office one time, just all nasally and had a fever and sick and everything, and he walked by me and I said, hey, how you doing? I'm the healed of the Lord. <coughs> I said, well, what's going on? You sound sick. I'm not sick. <coughs> I said, well, something's going on. Well, I left the door open or something of sin and... There was an open door in my life and the devil got in. Listen, if I've got to worry about keeping doors closed all day long, there's an issue. Because life comes at you hard and fast. I'm knocking doors open and shut all day long. Come on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Mm. The wrath of God. They believe that. He's going to kill us if we don't misbehave. God's about to do me in. I'm going to get pneumonia if I don't repent and fast and pray. Hogwash. That is not scriptural and it's not in the Bible. Mm, Jesus. And that is not the wrath of God. That's not what the Bible talks about when it says wrath. God could do a lot of things with His finger. He's not giving you the finger. He's not giving me the finger. Praise the Lord. Amen. He ain't going to do it. God's wrath was intended to burn out the disease. His wrath was intended to burn out the sin, to kill sin. Why? Because God wants to get rid of the disease that's killing you. Why? Because He loves you. That's what His wrath was for. To kill the sin. Because He loves us. You know, a lot of people think uh, that sin is God's sick and twisted way of seeing if we really love Him. You know, that God has sin in the world. Well, if you really love me, you won't sin. I know Christians that live by that. And they live with all these rules and guidelines. And you know what happens to people that live that way? Pretty soon they're in a denomination where they can't wear no makeup and they got their hair pulled so back tight on their head, they don't need no Botox no more. <laughs> they got a knapsack on. Come on. They walk behind their husband three feet behind him. I'm not kidding. I met some of these people, man. And the wife had to call her husband Mr. by his last name. He asked me one time what time it was. I said, well, you ain't wearing a watch. He said, no. We don't wear watches. 
I said, well, that's not jewelry. He said, well, I let, one of them, I let my elders and the men have watches one time in my church. One of my elders showed up with a watch with a diamond on it. That was it. I cut it out. <laughs> I wish you'd get saved, buddy. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> Listen, God's wrath was not meant to be punitive. It was meant to be curative. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. Pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. This is Tom Creighton, station manager of WCNO Radio. Most of you know that WCNO Radio is a listener-supported ministry. 
But do you know that much of our programming is made possible by corporate underwriting? Christian businessmen and women who sponsor this ministry monthly with a financial commitment that allows us to continue bringing you the music and message of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In return, we play sponsorship announcements that let the listeners know who our sponsors are, what they do, what products and services they provide, and if our listeners wish, how they may contact those sponsors. So if you're a Christian business person, why not join us as a partner in ministry today? For free, no obligation information on the Corporate Underwriting Program, we're available at 772-221-1100. That number again, 772-221-1100.